Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 1980s, The Shining, do me a solid favor, pause this, seriously. Go watch this. This is another fucking classic. It is imperative. Come back and join this deep, deep-ass conversation you're about to be subjected to. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colt45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Please subscribe to our YouTube. We're actually putting out actual content for you guys on a regular basis, and it's going to be fun, I promise. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Stitcher, Satchel, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You name it. Goddamn, we are out there. Today, Code 45 is powered by... Hair of the dog that bit me. <laughs> and as always, we were powered by you, the listeners, the fans. Everybody who hits us up on Patreon. Everybody who hits us up on Podbean. Guys, if I, y'all, we would be on the ground with a hole in our chest. This is Aubrey from the So Wizard Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You are now listening to Call 45, the only cold movie podcast that puts it on your chest. So sit back, relax, pour up, and turn it up. Yeah! Welcome everybody to a spooky as fuck edition of Call 45. I'm your host, Beat'em Down. Today I'm joined by, as always, Random Randy Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going down. We're doing it. 1980s. The Shining. You mean Shining. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, you want to get sued? <laughs> nice. Actually, uh, surprise, Randy. We're actually going to be doing the uh, 1997 uh, TV miniseries. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I did I not know that was a thing. I had a with a guy today about, uh, the other day about that, too. I was like, we're doing The Shining. And he's like... You're you're going to do the one that came out earlier, like 1997. I was like, no, 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 we're doing, we're doing the one from Jack Nicholson one. It's like there was one that was like much earlier, much recently. What what are you talking about? There's never, there's only the one Shining movie. Who is this guy you're imitating? Did he want his fucking stapler? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's an inside joke, and then uh, he'll get it when he listens to it. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't, dude. I did not know this was a fucking thing until I did research. I was like. A small part of me is curious, but it's a miniseries. If it's four hours, I can't take four hours of that shit. No, nah. I, I saw clips of the kid. Oh my god, he's trash. Yeah, and uh, what's his face? Steven Weber. I've seen him in other things. He's actually not bad, but like, uh, just ugh. Nah, you, you can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You he's can't. not bad, but he ain't Jack Nicholson. You That's know? what I'm saying, bro. Like, anyway, this. This is a uh, controversial um, movie as far as, you know, Kubrick and uh, King are concerned on many levels. There's so many layers to this thing. A part of me was trying to figure out how to approach this fucking movie. Uh, you know what I mean? Because first impressions, as a kid, I didn't get it all the yeah. way. The last 40 minutes is, is what I received as a child. Like, oh, fuck. There's a crazy fucker with axe. Yep. That's an issue. And, like, I, I, I affixed myself to that. and I, And beyond that, as an adult, uh, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Then I saw a documentary called uh, Room uh, Three. Uh, sorry, Room Two Thirty Seven. Three uh, Two Thirty Seven. Right. And yeah, like blew my mind because I, you know, I didn't know the subculture behind it, and I was like, I was more inclined to watch it again to kind of like see some more stuff. And instead of me just repeating shit that is the obvious stuff, I'm gonna try to come up with my own interpretation of this movie. Because okay. I feel like people will be more concerned with what we think versus God. That sounds dickish. No, but, <laughs> but like it's our voice based on this movie. It is yeah. a perspective from a black perspective. I'm joking, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bullshitting. Like, like seriously, just, just, just from my own perspective, 
from uh, the limited scope that I have. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can try to come up with something. Hopefully, you can do the same. Because I know. I know oh. Randy Brain was on fucking high octane. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm super excited. Also, guys, if you uh, if you're a Patreon listener, uh, I'm going to let Randy be completely unshackled, and we're gonna go full nerd mode in our Patreon pour up. Ugh. <laughs> so I'm gonna just let you go. That's fair. I'm okay. No, nah, you earned it. Like I shut you up so many times, and then I sat in the theater and I was like, I gotta let Randy loose. Like it's, yeah. it's only right. It's only right. It's only it's right. Like, right. <clears throat> Unleash the beast. All right. Enough of this bullshit. Okay. Uh, Randy, Let's do what, this. What was your first impression with uh, the? Trying to remember the first time I saw this movie. I know. I know. I was told it was scary. I know. Like this is gonna be a scary movie, and I was like, I think we need a redefinition of scary because this is not scary it's kind of boring it's really like and like now that i was watching it was weird watching this on the treadmill again because mm. like now jack nichols is making out with his naked chick and then the asian lady next to me just looking over my shoulder and just like why you're dying and i was like uh for a podcast it's fine <laughs> sure but, you're uh, yeah look at it Look at it in Marvel. No. <laughs> but I remember I, I remember like just checking this off the list kind of thing. Like I've seen it, it's done. I don't have to talk about this or watch this ever again kind of thing. Ah. And that that was like, "Oh, did it. Done." L- little did you know. Yeah. <laughs> your, like I've, Gone with the Wind is like, uh, "Okay, I no, survived. I'm no, done. No, Moving no, on." Sorry. I I have no I don't give a fuck what you tell me i'm not watching that shit no like and then i had the same thing with like citizen kane is like oh my really cinematic masterpiece right okay for its time fuck off for its its time but like people copied off that formula to this day dude just like to this day anyway so look at look at this magical snow globe and now it reflects the light i saw a purple dude fight a grown-ass man with a giant axe made of lightning um suck his course go ahead so um (laughs) <laughs> suck true <it>. cinema <laughs> suck it easy uh but yeah so we get this classic shot there's so many classic shots happening in this whole film but we get really? the music you know the we got a stab also this shots. like noise underneath like this trilling like it was like a spooky shakira underneath like the of the, the bed is like like what the is that noise just to get you unnerved bro like honestly i was getting flashbacks when i was watching um us yeah like just not knowing what the fuck is about to happen but you're already just uncomfortable and i feel like a good horror movie should have a unsettling intro just like um the first insidious i really liked how they did their title card because it was like you either a get creeped Mm -hmm. out or b have a full-on seizure that's fair and i was like i like it I feel like a lot of like good horror movies have a tendency to add a lot of room tone. So it sounds like the room you're in. So it sounds like silence because silence in movies and silence in, in, in real life sound differently. True. Really. Very true. And it's like the more that you think you're inside the movie itself, the more your body starts to freak out. And that's the idea. It's like, you're supposed to be freaking out. I feel like the version I saw the first time it was, unless I just omitted all this extra shit was like, basically they're in the car they get there, interview starts immediately. Like, like he doesn't make a second trip back. Doesn't really fucking matter. We just find out that, uh, you know, we got our boy Jack played by Jack Nicholson, who is the shit. He's a fucking mm-hmm. legend. Uh, his it's wife, uh, Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, uh, mm. who is 
now clinically ill, mentally ill. Okay, that's fair. And she right. looks rough, man. She, she, she's been through a lot. One of the interviews they, they did with her recently, she was like chain smoking while she was talking. Jeez. Saying she wants to be in adventure movies. And, uh, you know, she's not, she's willing to get smaller for it, but like minor surgery where it won't be too noticeable. But she's not going to work out. She, she made, for, she, she lets you know for sure she will not diet or work out. And it's like, Shelly, you might want to just. No, we good. Go. Yeah, just let it go, Shelly. Maybe, maybe just go sit by the window. Go look up uh, Shelly Duvall 2019 and just get your feelings hurt. I don't want to. I don't want to get my feelings hurt. Just but get, I will. Just get creeped out. Because she looks like a character in the movie we're about to talk about. Oh, moving on. Uh, Gross. Yep. Um, That's fucked up. That was mean, but it's true. So, <laughs> yeah, so we found out that Jack is a former teacher, um, mm-hmm. an aspiring writer. And I don't know about you, Rando. I feel like something is already wrong with Jack. Yeah. His arrogance is overselling, or overdwelling, like just permeating the screen. I'm just feeling this like blah all over me really you got and, you got arrogance out of that i got yeah sheer desperation Nah, dude okay let's 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 compare notes Chantui. Okay. so he's at this job interview mm-hmm. he's at this hotel in boulder colorado his job is to take be, be a caretaker and just keep things running so it doesn't become a derelict building as the uh winter goes by because once winter happens they can't do shit uh right you know, even even the common sense notion, hey, why can't y'all just make this a ski thing? Oh, because the road will be fucked and nobody can do anything and it costs way too much money to uh to open up that <laughs> sidewinding ass road. Right? right. It's impossible. So oh, by the way, not only is this a very isolating and like, you know, whack job, by the by, previous caretaker chopped up his entire family. Anyway. You still want don't, this don't mind that. Yeah, don't mind that. It's fine. It's fine. But like the way he says is like, I, I'm a writer. I just teaching just something I do to make money. But I'm I'm really just looking for you know that that sounds awesome. Isolation and solitude. That sounds great. Desperation. To me, that sounds terrifying. Like next to clowns and midgets, Mm-mm. I hate being alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. I would rather be in a room with a midget clown than be by myself in a dark room. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like some type of desperation because he he wants to be a, the writer. He bleeds his uh, character layers through his mm-hmm. outburst. Right. For me personally, I feel like uh, whenever he loses his shit, you actually learn about his backstory, but you're too busy worrying about the well-being of whoever he's yelling at. Mm. But uh, there's more to him. A lot, a lot of people make comments that he's kind of a one-dimensional character. And I highly disagree. No, no, no. He's this guy's got layers, and like, the more I was watching, the more I was like, I don't like this guy at all. And I'm glad what happens to him towards the end, because and that and then to me, like outside of that, it's like, then that's a good character because, you know, it takes a lot of energy to make you hate someone. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I I sadly identified with him for a good while. I don't know what this says about me. That's fine. But uh, as far as uh, frustrations, because I, I, I do I do get a little snippy when I'm uh, when I'm like tired. Yeah. Because he was tired. He yeah. Because he was being possessed. That was the other thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, something. He was being something. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll yell at each other about this in a couple of minutes. Okay. So yeah. um, we cut to our boy Danny uh, talking to his imaginary friend, imaginary friend Tony, who uh, we see right out of the gate he has some kind of ability. 
because he predicts mm-hmm. a phone call from uh from his dad calling his mom. Mm-hmm. Right? And um I like how uh Tony, you know, the little voice in his uh throat yep. is like uh, you know, showing him the things that are about to fucking happen. So we get some heavy foreshadowing. We see twins, we see blood elevator, we see all kinds of crazy shit. And uh, in my head, like, I know we hear the voice of Tony, but I was like, wouldn't it be funny if it was, like, Tony was actually, like, a fucking Goomba? That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, fucking Danny, oh, fuck, I am. I'm in your fucking, I live in this fucking kid's mouth. When people ask too many fucking questions, I go on his tummy and I hide out a little bit. Whatever. It's no big fucking thing. I hide in a Like, could you imagine him, like, like when uh, when uh, <laughs> he was in the bathroom brushing his teeth and he's like, oh, you want to fucking go over there, man? You want to go over there, Danny? It's fucking blood. It's fucking twins. Oh. Fucking, fucking murders over there. That's all that's over there. <laughs> it's not good over there, Danny. <laughs> Don't go in that fucking room, dude. Don't you fucking do it. Don't do it, dude. She's going to put her fucking hands on you, dude. Like I can just say. <laughs> Look at her fucking eyes. Fucking blink, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking go in the room, dude. He fucking told you. All right. So, uh... <laughs> Your mother's a fucking cow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> During this whole scene where he like sees it and freaks out from Tony yelling at him with other things to come, uh, he blacks out and we're right. having him being uh, checked in by a doctor, right? Yeah. Who's not really doing her best for a house call. She's kind of phoning it in. The information she got, Danny had a seizure. He's, he's not freaking out. He's still He still has mental capacity before and after, so he doesn't have a concussion. And it's like, okay. Have, have these happened before? Not really. Not to this extent. Okay, so maybe it was just a one-time thing. Right. And it's like, and it's like the, the imaginary friend thing. Uh, when did that happen? It's like, oh, well, you know, it happened sometime around when Danny got hurt. Okay, when did he get hurt? <sighs> and it's like, uh-huh. And... The doctor is literally like, "What? What about your husband? Does your husband know about these uh, these weird outbursts right. that your son has?" I like I like when the teacher, I mean, uh, when the doctor was asking about uh, Tony, you could hear Tony, "You keep your fucking mouth shut. You don't fucking talk about me to this bitch, Tony. I don't want to talk about Tony anymore. Like, yeah, you fucking right. Button it up. You don't tell this fucking broad anything. Like, <laughs> Tony's a fucking mystery." Except for yeah. the miniseries where he's like a full-grown floating adult, and it's annoying. It's like Pascal all over again. Yeah, well, all right, so in my mind, it was there's a character on Heroes that had the same kind of backstory, but when she let the imaginary friend take over, like the id, the inside, um, that one was the one with the powers. So she became super strong and able to oh, bend metal. The hot chick. The hot chick, yeah. What was the name? Oh. I forgot. She was so hot. I know Allie Lauder plays her, but I don't remember yeah, what her real yeah. character was. I met the real chick. Yeah, she's hot. She's she's stupid hot. So that's why Jack is sober for five months. Right. Even though he did it three years ago. Three years So that ago. lets you know that he was not very consistent with uh, swearing off the booze. He didn't do a good right. job. Because some people see it as like a like a, a mistype, but it's like, no, dude, he just he's shitty at that. He's not good at being sober also real funny quick donner party lesson that was thrown out there about cannibalism that was, that was weird and it was like this hotel has all the terrible things that live around it like i don't understand like oh that's where the donner party lived oh um this is where our family was brutally murdered oh they built this site on an indian burial ground 
To be fair, all of America is a native burial ground. That's fair too, but it's a lot of those. I'd be sitting here with the voodoo checklist being like, you know what? Maybe we should just leave. <laughs> true, 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 true. But this isn't, uh, well, yeah. Like, as, I don't think a black family would have had taken this deal at all. No, but as you can tell, the black cook is getting paid handsomely. Because mm-hmm. he has a nice setup. And he's able to just buy plane tickets just to check on people. He He's getting paid. I was able to pull a lot from that. I was like, oh, you getting paid, paid, yeah. paid. Anyway, like they pay him a lot. A lot. Reparations. <laughs> wow. So, if only. Um, so, like, Jack and Wendy get the tour, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Danny sees the twins while he's, like, playing around and shit, you know, and they just, mm-hmm. they're just there. But we get the introduction to the hedge maze. Now, in the book, there's a lot of differences between everything. Wendy is actually not such a pushover. Yeah, okay. She has more of a backbone than a spine and, like, really gets after Jack for being an asshole. Uh, no, hesma- no hedge maze in the book. Um, that makes sense. But they were, like, uh, you know, hedge, like animal-shaped hedges. Okay. That came to life. Oh, Okay, that's kind yeah, of hedge mage is better. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the hedge mage. I just wish it was more, like, more something. I don't know. Like, I want, I wanted it to be filled with skeletons. Nah, I think it was perfect for what it was. Um, yeah, because it, because it, it served as a, you know, it, it, it had a purpose, and we, we got to the purpose, which was dope. But regardless, um, we meet. <laughs> funny, this is a hilarious name, but we meet Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran. Dick Hollering. Hollering Dick, yeah. Hollering Dick. But uh, played by Scatman Crothers. And he is our de facto magical Negro. Magical Negro. Honestly, could he have, like, when he did The Shining to the kid, could he have, like, I don't know, waited till later? Instead no. of scaring the fuck out of the kid? Everyone's leaving right now. We got to get this out of the way. But he's like, he does the shine to him. Like, you want some ice cream? It's like, that's creepy, man. Like, you were already going to, like, find a way to, like, talk to him one-on-one because it's it 1980. Me, we're a lot more trusting with people. It just made me think Danny was not Jack's kid, that Danny's actual father was black. And he's like, you're part of the black shiny. Oh, yeah. That was, I forgot about that. Uh. <laughs> so we have uh, Dick Halloran uh, explain the powers and, and calls it the you know the, the shine. Honestly, it's it's the most menstrual ex- explanation of like tele- telepathy. Honestly, mm-hmm. we just shine. Like even though we just shine. Even though Stephen King actually got that from uh, John Lennon, the song oh. uh, whatever the fuck Beatles song where they shine on or some shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a song. No. There's a song where he says something about people shining on. I can't remember. I don't know. The Beatles shit. I'm sorry, guys. I'm. It's not my bag. So he breaks down The Shining, and uh, I don't know. It just wasn't like as crazy as it sounded. Like it just sounded like a just like it was just a novelty thing. Just something that happened to have, no matter what happens next. And I was like, this is weird that you two and now your grandmother seem to be part of this cult of people who have the ability to hear each other's thoughts. That's it. And it's only like you can only hear each other's thoughts. You can't hear the thoughts of others but you can kind of sense the environment around you i guess way. yeah I, in a weird way it's like it's like a because if he if the black if dick had the same ability as danny and it's like he can feel the energy of the room 
why the fuck is he staying there? That's a good point. Because if I had the ability to feel the darkness that was inside of buildings, I'd be like, nope, I don't want to work here. Maybe I'm going to leave now. Bye. Maybe it's something <laughs> in Jack that, that awoken it. Like, like maybe, maybe because Jack showed up with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, so maybe I, his malintent, like all, all the malice within him is, is what awakened the, the fucked up shit in the Overlook Hotel. No, see, like, I was on, I was under the impression that the Indians, because they literally said they had to fight them off as they built this place, which means, and it's an Indian burial ground, which means they fought and then they used the bones to like as like mortar for the bricks on this thing it's made of like death this whole building's made of death and it keeps and he's the way he said we have our own brand of celebrities and like there's so many undertones like that i was thinking that this i'm pretty sure they held nazis in this building jesus maybe uh who knows i'm pretty sure there were nazis or at the least, white supremacy in this building. Oh well, for sure that that's that's a, that's obvious. If they built it off of native bones, and yeah, yeah. I, I would assume so. Regardless, Danny brings up room uh, two thirty seven, right? Right. And Dick is like, "Ain't nothing in there." I was like, "Come on, bro. Clearly, there's something in there. Clearly." It's like, Clearly. "Are you scared of this place?" No, I ain't scared of shit, boy. Because <laughs> Dick, because Dick does know something's up. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, I guess he's safe. I, re- I really feel like Jack is like an important catalyst, though, that like that revs it up a couple of notches. I feel like I feel like everything there was dormant, like something was wrong with Grady. Just like something was wrong with Jack. And like the, the, the hotel like feeds on that. Or it could be a house on Haunted Hill situation where people who were there but then died. And it's like. Their their souls reach out for their descendants, and then it tries to lure them back. Mm, that could be true. That could be true. That could be true because that that final scene is uh, very highly debatable. It doesn't matter. It's up mm. to us. So yeah. we get the uh, first part of the uh, Big Will shot. Right? It's just a month later. Yada yada yada. Yep. It's a cool month. shot. It's the best. I put in my notes. I wonder how Jack really feels because he was just he just had these faces, and I just can't I can't read them in the beginning. And um, he's going through writer's block, you know, yada, yada, yada. We see the Yeah, so that was my thing. And, like, immediately I wrote, like, a month later, I got a lot of ideas, no good ones. And I was like, that just means you're a bad writer, bro. Because I feel like you, if you have a bunch of ideas, then you need to just be starting to write anything. Just Are you talking to yourself it, right now? Yes. Okay. Because it's not a matter of having a bunch of good ideas and then, oh, here's the one that's going to make a billion dollars. It's clearing the path building this road on bad ideas that you can get to a process, a process that like, okay, this is how I'm going to write. And, uh, this sucks. Okay. Moving on next. And and you just keep punching these bad ideas down until you find the one that's, Oh, this is good. And you, and you make your way that way. And it's more like, I feel like he's waiting for inspiration and that's what caused him to be possessed is like, he was waiting for, Something to fall from the sky and fill him with ideas, but instead it came from hell and engulfed his soul. I think we're both like making Jack our analog for us. At least by a writer's standpoint for me. I was like, ah, because it's like if I had five months to do whatever I want and all my bills are paid, I would try to start writing something. But I would definitely try to write something. I wouldn't I wouldn't be a month in and have nothing. That would be dumb. 
Yeah, but he wasn't okay. Like, like he was never at peace with everything that was going on. It, it was a I lot. Definitely would not be alone for five months. That no, would no. no. I would. <coughs> he had I'd a have lot to writing take care on. of like somebody's house. I had to like have like okay, can I walk to the store every day or something like that? Like, I mean, they, okay, real real talk. They could have they could have done that. Like when it when it wasn't snowing so bad, they could have right. fucking done some shit to like change change it up a bit. But regardless, it's, like it's three hours away from here. Regardless, like, it wouldn't be a movie. But like the thing is, um, I feel like. He put himself in a lot of, in a high pressure situation because he, mm. in his head, being here would be the catalyst for him to get all his ideas out, but it's not happening. And like he's already an asshole. So yep. that's true. You know, fuck poor Winnie. Winnie, I, okay, Stephen King hates that Winnie was written like this, but I feel like for this to work, for Jack Nicholson's dynamic to work, you need a pushover like Shelley Duvall's version of Wendy for this to, to work because she has to be. Have she got to have some type of complacency to put up with this shit like that? Yeah, that's fair. Because any any not pushover mom after the first uh, shoulder incident, you would would have been not drinking for three years. Ain't no five months. No, you would off and on because they would have left by now. She would have left by now. It might have been like a slow. It might have been like passive aggressive at first, where it's like, uh, no, dear, and we're not like it's like we're not doing that. Like when they were like, you could have a, one kind of a party in here, except no booze, right, dear? Right, exactly. Like, no, yeah, right, yeah. Like, like the the never forgetting. Yeah. Now, granted, he hints at that, but he really he just he resents her and mm-hmm. like everything she stands for because he because he assigns Wendy. To everything that's keeping him from doing what he needs to do when it's his own fault, right? So like he's focusing all his frustration and energy towards her, and that malice. I feel like the Overlook Hotel is like, yes, more of that, please. Yeah, all the more darkness. This, fill, fill more of this shit, darkness. husband. Shit, yeah, like give me that. No, oh, let me let me nourish myself in your assholeness. Oh, I feel the. I can feel your hate rising. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Palpatine just beating off fiercely in the corner. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Color a bitch. <laughs> Tell her to get the fuck out of here. Use all the cuss Fucking words. Fucking rage. Hurt her feelings. Uh, <laughs> so um, we get the, the actual big wheel shot that counts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, also, for you, uh, for you crazy people out there, yes, I too believe that Stanley Kubrick helped affect <laughs> the moon landing and that this movie is a cry for help. Letting you know that he faked the moon landing. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a real. There's some dude. There's a Minotaur theory. There's a Bigfoot. There's a there's a bunch of sh- fucking shit. Also, the Native American angle. There's a huge, um, uh, uh, just complex amount of theories, folks. Like if you want to just immerse yourself in fucking conspiracy theories, please watch Room Two Thirty Seven. I beg you. Also, mm. Randy, you ready for this? Ready mm. to get your mind blown? Go ahead, hit me. What phrase adds up to those letters? Uh, the, if the first word was two letters, the second word was three letters, and the last word was seven letters, you know what it says? Do not disturb. Oh. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, the room was supposed to be uh, 217, because that's where... Uh, Stephen King stayed when he went to the Stanley Hotel, oh. uh, where he got the inspiration for this stuff. Because, like, you know, this this book, The Shining, is technically more about himself and his fear from being a shit dad. Because, you know, he did cocaine, he drank, he did a lot of crazy shit. And uh, it was kind of like a catharsis for him to make this book. 
But Stanley Kubrick, not feeling, honestly thought his writing was weak. And like Stephen King wasn't like the legendary Stephen King at the time. He was right. just really good writer, Stephen King. But like Stanley Kubrick poo pooed certain parts of his writing and made adjustments to certain things. So I'm going to have a lot of pleasure telling you things that Stephen King did not write that was done in this movie. I'm very excited. Okay, cool. Uh, the Twins is one of them. Oh, wait, what? Yep, soak that in. Um, so he, when he rides up on the twins, we get the come play with us. Yeah. Forever and ever. <laughs> Yo, those Fuck kids were no. creepy looking, man. I'm sorry. They had, like, I don't know if it's the lighting or the way he had their heads tilted, but they looked terrifying to me. Mm. I was creeped out. I was so unsettled by these girls. Because, like, one seemed a little bit shorter than the other one. And also, uh, during the interview, the guy mentioned that they weren't twins, that they were two years apart. Yeah. I I mean, I I can kind of see that in their faces, too. I was like, you guys don't look very similar to be twins. But whatever. I'm, I'm Similar I'm still... enough. It's weird. Yeah. But that flash of them being Sisters, chopped up on yeah. the ground. God damn. I never get used to that. I can never like grip my grip my brain around that. This shit is always unsettling, always, because they're just gone. Like, and then they're back to normal, and then they're gone, and then they're back to normal, and then they're gone again. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. But in this moment, in this moment right here, where Danny's freaking the fuck out, our our hero, hey Danny. Don't you fucking take these fucking bitches make you freak out, man. Oh, you come you fucking eyes, Danny. <laughs> you think you think? Yeah. Don't look you at these ghost bitches, Danny. Yeah. These ghost bitches are bad news, bro. <laughs> They're not real, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm coming to my piss and pie? Coming again. <laughs> Back what you want, <laughs> Told you quit fucking rolling around over there, Danny. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, man, um. While all this is happening, uh, mm. I'm just freaking the fuck out, dude. And uh, not too far after that, we have a very intense heart-to-heart with uh, Jack and uh, Danny. Right. Now, Jack doesn't hate Danny, honestly. No. He, he doesn't. But both of them are off. Now, I got to – I don't think the kid that plays Danny is a bad actor at all. Because, like, when he's scared, he scares me. Like, his scared face is terrifying to look at. It just works. And like I feel like Kubrick, um, the like the elevator thing, Kubrick was like really fascinated by a couple of lines that were said um about it. Uh, because in the book, like he uh described the elevator like a mouth. Mm. So like whenever the elevator's opening and blood's flying out, it's always being paired with somebody screaming. And oh, if you yeah. think about the uh the 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 elevator, like the top of the elevator, the um the floor markers telling you what floor you're on look like eyes. Oh yeah, creepy. Super. Creepy. All right, I'm buying it. Um, but yeah, so we get the iconic ball roll scene where the kids playing with the toys, right? Yeah, I was like, where the fuck did this tennis ball come out of nowhere? What the fuck? Remember the, <laughs> remember the tennis ball just disappeared when uh when uh Jack threw it because it didn't oh, bounce shit. back and it never came back. Right until that point. And uh, so this is where the huge moon landing thing, because you've heard of the moon landing theory, right? I've heard of, I heard of, yeah, Stanley Kubrick was involved in the the moon land, faking of the moon landing. Right, but but, but did, did you catch the clues in this movie? Did you catch the clues? 
No, I did not catch. Okay, the so so this is one of the pivotal ones. Okay, okay, the ball roll scene. So, did you know that the distance from Earth and the Moon are two hundred and thirty-seven thousand miles away? Yes, I think I've heard that once. Right, room two thirty-seven. Focus on that. Okay, follow me. Follow me. <gasps> Your boy, what kind of shirt was he wearing in that scene? Apollo Eleven. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> yeah. There's more to it. I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking remember the convoluted shit. But yeah, they I mean, hired a a <clears throat> amazing. I mean, it's all bullshit. I'm just gonna say it out loud, nah, dude. Just like that's why that's why uh, Neil Armstrong sounded exhausted because he had to do eighty five thousand takes of him getting off that fucking. <laughs> Do we have it now, Stanley? No. Plant the yeah. flag again. It's like, God I'm sorry. Damn it. I'm sorry the fact that that suit weighs like 175 pounds on Earth, but then so an, so then one sixteenth of that, it would still weigh like 80 pounds. Yep. So go fuck yourself and plant the flag again. Anyway, um, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. So so he go. You know, Danny goes into the fucking room, and and meanwhile Tony's losing his shit. Don't fucking do it, bro. What the fuck, bro? But he goes in there, dude. So we cut to Jack having a goddamn nightmare. A good one, mm. too. Like a legitimate like type of night terror type of deal where you're just yelling and you can't move. Your head is just on the table and shit. So you just worry everybody in your fucking household. Yep. You know, the good the good, the good night terrors during the day. One of those. Day terrors. Like, you're just fucked. You're just all the way fucked. I don't think I've ever had a screaming nightmare, though. Now that I think about it, but... Thank God for that. Appreciate I definitely had to jump the fuck out of bed, cold sweat nightmare though. But it was yeah. all, it always involved me not paying some bill on time. <laughs> Real nigga problems. Anyway, mm-hmm. <sighs> I forgot something. Fuck. Yeah, it's always it's always I forgot something or like I forgot something that causes a huge calamity fuck up and then just the relief that it didn't happen. Anyway, so he wakes up and he's you know I mean he finally communicates with her. Yeah. It was the most terrible nightmare I've ever had. I was in a movie with Adam Sandler. No. It was like the <laughs> No, what he really said was like a I I killed you and cut you into little pieces and little bits. Oh, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. why why are you freaking out? Like could you have stopped? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> but <laughs> as he's explaining that horrific ass shit. We get the crucial something is wrong with Danny like shot where he's like he's walking towards them. I can tell his his shirt's fucked up. Yeah. But I can't see his face. And he's just slowly walking towards them, not knowing what's going on. And uh he has a huge mark on his neck. That looks like a hand choking the I mean, choking his neck and face. It's a big ass hand. And he's all roughed up and like common sense, because no one else is in this fucking hotel. When he blames Jack, because Jack is an asshole. He's been an asshole this whole time so far in the movie. And he's already dislocated his son's shoulder when he was a fucking, like, toddler, for Christ's sake. And he made that thing where he was like, can't you see I'm fucking working here? And when you see or you hear me working in here, stay the fuck out of this damn room. And I'm like, that's a good good Jack Nicholson, man. What the fuck, bro? (laughs) So... Jack angrily fidgets his way into the gold room, yeah. right? He has that like 
silent argument with himself that you would have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too familiar. Too familiar. Yeah. What's not familiar is hallucinating in a whole fucking bar with a whole fucking bartender. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like when he's going through the whole rigmarole with Lloyd, right? Right. And when he takes a hit of the, the bourbon, there's a weird look on his face as if he's like shocked that he actually tasted it. I feel like he thinks it's a game at that point. Right. Like his mind's playing tricks on him, but once he took a sip, like it was a weird look on his face of like realization. I think I think just because he just downed a cup of uh, demon jizz that, <laughs> that he may have like fucked up just a tad. I wasn't entirely sure. Okay, so you think he spiked it with demon jizz. All right. Because I feel like, yeah, because he, like, he even says like, I would sell my soul for a glass of beer right now. I felt like that was and too I, obvious. I felt like that was too on the nose. And I was just like, bing! That was too on the nose. I felt like he said it, but like, and then, he's not really selling no, the I'm here to buy someone's soul! <laughs> As a kid, I, I be, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I feel like that's too heavy-handed for Stanley, because Stanley, everything else he does is so fucking annoyingly intricate. We're already at like an hour and a half. I think we need to speed this shit up. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's talking and like, you know, real just dumb chauvinist talk, mm. which I guess happens at bars sometimes. I mean, I, 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 I'll, not to that level. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What is the white man's burden again? Just drinking booze? I was confused. That was that was the white man's burden. Like, like ah, uh, it's like I can't have to lift this whole glass by myself and uh-huh. put it to my uh-huh. mouth. <laughs> But he owns up to fucking up, uh, like, you know, he, he's getting shit off his chest, and he owns up to fucking up uh, Danny's shoulder. He owns up to it, but he doesn't own up to it. Yeah. Like Problem he, with the old sperm bank upstairs. Yeah, that was what? nice. That was classy. Fuck, bro. Real, real classy, bro. But, like, talking about pressure per square inch and shit, like, really trying to, like, yeah, give himself an out, you know, that it was that, that was purely an accident. And uh, Wendy finds him holding a baseball bat in her hand, and she's like, hey, Snap the fuck out of it. There's a woman that choked our son. There's somebody in here. And I'm like, dude, he doesn't really take it serious. Like, just but I think, over like, her shit. You know, a real dad would have been like, you know you didn't do it, right? And now the kid said there's someone in the house, and he's got bruises on him. So there's your out, bro, right there. Go be the guy. Be the man. Go do the thing. No, go burn this fucking hotel down. Right, it's time to burn that bitch down. Like, th- go find find person and kill person. In the book, they burn his place down. Oh, good. In the, yeah, in, in the, I would. In the ending of the book, your boy Jack actually snaps out of it, says some heartfelt nice words, and uh, kamikazes himself and blows up the whole fucking uh, hotel. Oh shit! That's how it ends. And uh, and 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 hollering Dick gets to survive. All right. Yep. Already liking the book better. <laughs> really? Okay. So um we cut over to uh to our boy Dick. Mm. And I gotta I gotta say, man, just off his house alone, I really like him. Cause he's a man that man knows how to decorate a bedroom. I was wondering if you're gonna pick up on that. I was just like, Oh, really? You, you think I wasn't? Yeah. You think I wasn't? Nope. Come on. I didn't man. think I was like big afro, oh, he's got two of them. big titty <laughs> chicks from behind and in front, just in case he 
when he's whacking off and he looks up, he'll have another one to remind him what he's doing. Yeah. That's what they're there for. It has to be. That's the only reason for that. And I know one of them is that. named Sheba. Like, yeah. has to be. <laughs> I think the one with the chain. I think that's Sheba. Yep, that one's Sheba, and the other one is Nymeria. It's like, <laughs> nice. I like it. like, uh, so slather me in baby oil and let's do this. <laughs> I mean, hey, dark skinned chicks look hot in baby oil. It's a fact. Regardless, before he gets the lotion and gets to work, uh, there's a distress shining signal, and it shuts him down for a good solid 45 seconds, it felt like. Had to have been, because like Danny. Is throwing all of his psychic dick at him. Hard. And just like, he is. It's just like seizing, bro. Like he's. I was. Like, I was gonna bring up the shadow for a second because, but I remember you haven't seen it. But there's a scene that's exactly like this in the I, shadow. I see, I see in the shadow. I just don't remember okay. it. I don't remember. It's so forgettable, dude. Because there's a scene where like the shadow needs like help from the person who can feel his powers. Yeah. And he's like, "Help me!" And he throws it out there and it knocks the bitch down to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but Danny is going full Super Saiyan five, trying to get this uh, yeah. message out. It's hilarious. And um, in my, I really don't remember him being in Miami. I felt like he was a lot closer. But like, I didn't. Yeah, I thought he was like in a like maybe down the street. No, I was like, why do they have a TV show about Miami in like Colorado? And they're like, no, this fucker's in Florida right now. Yeah, like all the way gone. All the fuck way gone, but whatever. That's exactly where I would be if I had lived in a Icelandic hotel for yeah. nine months out of the year. I'd be like, nope. Oh, by the going way, so warm. did you know? Um, because like everybody talks about how the hotel doesn't make any sense, mm. <clears throat> like schematically, like if you actually break down the architecture of that building, it doesn't make sense. But did you know that that's not the actual hotel that he actually, uh, Stanley Kubrick, that's a whole set that was made. Like the the hotel doesn't the exist. The entire hotel that they were in is a set. Holy shit! The I did not bright blinding light from like being out in the snow are intense lights that were so hot that it actually almost burned down the fucking set towards the end. Damn! Why didn't you just get a real hotel then, you crazy bastard? It wouldn't look <laughs> it wouldn't look the way he wanted it, and it wouldn't be as creepy. Okay. Hey, man. Let him have it. So Jack arrives at two thirty-seven. He's Stanley Kubrick, and I'm not. So I guess there's a point. Fair enough. But he's also an asshole as uh, actors and actresses. Poor Scatman Crothers, fucking broke down in tears when he did another movie with Clint Eastwood because mm. Clint basically gave him like one take and like was good, and Scatman started crying out of gratitude. Oh. Because he thought that was just how movies were made with eighty bajillion takes. And he was so happy. He was like, I get to go home. It's like, what the fuck? We're, we're not going to do it again? Like, at least six more times? I know, like, you did great. No, bro. We got, we're saving money here. We got it. We're good. Insane. Get out of here. Insane. Also, um, what, Jack? What the fuck? He goes into to, to 237 right. to see the assailant that possibly choked the fuck out of his kid. He finds a naked white woman in a bathtub. Right. And at first, it's shock. And then when she reveals that, she's like, oh, no, I'm actually attractive and hot. The fucking smirk on his face looks something equivalent to Jim Carrey and the Grinch. That's exactly what it was. It was just like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this. It was just like, what are you, what? Are you, what? Yeah, that's, I feel like this is a genuine reaction from someone who's walked in on a naked woman. If the shock, if the initial shock isn't like, oh, let me get clothes on, then you've, we've seen enough porn to know 
well, I guess we're going to smash now, right? Cause no, because I'm like, <laughs> naked bitch, why are you choking my kid? Like, I'm sorry. Like, he literally pushed Danny's well-being off to the, to the wayside to fuck yeah. a ghost bitch from GP. Like, this We've bitch, already established that Jack's a terrible human being. I understand so that. why but, not? So you mean to tell me that there's, <laughs> there's an unknown assailant, sneaks in the house, chokes a child, but then t- takes a nice, relaxing, hot bath after the fact? What? And then it's like, let's make out. And they start yeah. making out. And then, thankfully, karma hits him in the butt cheeks because he looks in the mirror. And guess what? It's a bloated, rotting corpse. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. And then we it's get, gross. like, yeah. the flashback of what, uh, I'm assuming, of what Danny saw when he rolled up. And it was already de- decomposing the old bitch coming out of the tub choking him. And, he lo- and like, you know, <laughs> the reaction of Jack backing up and trying not to vomit in his mouth. It's hilarious. But then he, (laughs) oh god! Then he locks the door and leaves her in there for the duration of the movie. Yeah, we never go back to that room because it's not real. It's just the the spirit's already out. I mean, true. There's there's a whole bunch of shit happening. But whatevs. He goes back to uh, Wendy, lies square in her eye face, just right in her eye socket, just lies hard. And then blames it on his own child. I'm like, all right, buddy, you're starting to piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn. And Wendy rolls with it. And I'm like, all right, Wendy, now you're pissing me off. All this is insane. But Wendy knows something's wrong. And she's like, maybe we should just leave the hotel. And then the kind, faking it Jack snaps right back into vicious asshole. I have let you fuck up my life so far. You will not fuck this up for me. Like, yeah, I think it's time to go. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna leave now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how you know. Like that's how I was like, okay. So like he clearly been had this resentment over his entire family this entire time, and that's why he's where he you know where he is. Then now. Why did you bring them? Like you could have just been by your. If it was to be alone for five months, just I'll write you a postcard. Right. Be we, alone. We wouldn't then. have a movie. We wouldn't have a movie. That's fair. So Jack is. It would have just been one guy by himself freaking out on his own, like, nah, oh, what's going on in my head? Could still be a good movie. But yeah. uh, Jack starts to see uh, party decor. Mm. And we cut, like, back and forth between uh, him and um, Dick. Just Dick's going through the law. I mean, we. Stanley's kind of a dick for this. Yeah, you can tell this is an older movie because the black guy's calling the cops. This like, there's no way this would work out well. Technically, it would never work out, but they technically weren't the cops. They were the Forest Patrol. Oh yeah, I guess they kind of maybe yeah. they might work. And they knew and they knew who he was. Yeah, it's the only reason. Oh, I remember you, Dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I remember your mama. <laughs> nice. That's so fucked up on so many levels. Kind of like where you went with that. But um, no, nah, man, like. The process of him getting from Miami to Colorado, honestly, not cool for the end result. Because we get like, it's like really weirdly mundane, just like errands being ran. Yeah. Like cut to him on a plane. How long till we get there? Cool. That's nice. I was kind of hoping that Sting music would just keep going no matter all the tasks he did. (laughs) It's like. I'm just eating peanuts. Dun, 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 dun. Can I get a Can I get a sedan? So like re- renting. Uh, can I get that sedan? Yeah, with the four door, that'd be awesome. Dun, dun, dun. That's what it felt like. Did he talk to Larry 
on the fucking phone. Like, I need a snow cat. Why? Because fucking, you know, shit. Because, you know, crazy white people and <laughs> they don't listen. I mean, that's pretty much. The, I mean, that, that was the correct card he pulled. He, he, he got I told him. Cat. I told him that the black magic wouldn't protect him if I left. But they don't listen. So. <laughs> also, really weird um, how Jack didn't have the money to pay for his uh, fake drink. But did have the money when he came back after the gross lady thing. Did she slip money in his pocket? No, because the the reality of that time period is starting to sink in more. So like before, oh. it was just a what he wanted, a drink and a guy to give him a drink. That was it. But now that the the ghosts are starting to permeate the veil of reality, and so things that are the tiniest details are starting uh, to show up. Okay. The party balloons, the extra characters, and stuff like that. Puts money in his pocket. Yeah, puts the money in his pocket. <clears throat> Bet. Bet. So he walks and he gets, I'm assuming, the worst, whitest version of guacamole thrown on him. Like, what the like, Avocado? Yeah. I, I, I heard avocado, then I heard apricot. And I was like, is it apricot or is it avocado? I don't know. All I know apricot. is oh, it's apricot. Probably... It makes more sense because why the fuck would they like, we're drinking avocados? And I'm like, whatever it is, it's bland as fuck. I put money on it. It's not 2003. Where's the fuck? It's 1921. There's there's no nice. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you slipped that in real quick. But uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. There's shit all over him. He has to get cleaned up because this old doddering guy is gonna mm-hmm. help him out. And then we find out that the old doddering guy helping him clean up is fucking axe murdering ass Grady. Yeah. And they're having a conversation. I really enjoyed the uh, just the inflection Jack is using this entire time. It's pretty fucking funny because he's all he's borderline overacting. Yeah, I think this was because we, as the audience, never met this guy. So we don't know what he looks like. So we have to be invested in what Jack's reaction is to understand who this character is. And it's like, okay. But it definitely feels like we're being handed a big chunk of exposition here. And it's like, just don't eat it all at once and you'll be okay. And I was like, eh, okay. I would be more terrified if I saw the picture of Grady like with him and his two daughters mm-hmm. and then see the daughters and then see the wife that he, he strangled him like in the, or drowned in the tub. And then I see Grady and it's like, you know, so my, so my brain oh, is wait. like, that's what be Grady's wife. It has to be right. Cause I thought he chopped everybody up. That's what he said. He, had, he chopped up the wife, but like, I mean, he said they, he put all the bodies and stacked them inside of the room. That's all like, I know for sure they chopped up the kids, but I don't know about the. Yeah, he did say he chopped them up. So who the fuck is a bitch in the tub? I don't know. Just I, mean, I was going with the wife. I was like, maybe you know, they only sense. saw the kids. But yeah. then look at Grady though. Like Grady pulled that. Maybe he's got money. Maybe, ain't no maybe. He had to have money to yeah, like to pull you know, go up there. Now regardless, white people, right? Jesus. Um. Whatever. So we found out it was Grady. And Grady basically does a whole wink, wink, nod, nod. Like, you should, you know, yeah. follow suit and kill these bitches with an axe. Mm. Even though in the book it was a mallet. Yeah. yeah. I like axe, though. Axe is much better. Also, fuck you, Grady. Oh, yeah. This is where I get my white supremacy thing from. Where the fuck? Like, what the, what the fuck? Like, I forgot about this. I don't remember this. I don't remember this at all. No. It's like, it seems like your son's using his powers to summon a nigga. Like, well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's like, 
And like Jack, what? Jack was kind of taken aback. Like, what? <laughs> hey, hey, man. Whatever time period you're from, that's not cool. We use Afro American now, right? It was, it was, it was jarring. It was like the nigger cook. I was just like, ah, oh, fuck off, Grady. You're already a piece of shit. And like, honestly, mm. Jack's a piece of shit for uh, allowing that. To, you know, with his silence, I don't appreciate your silence, sir. That's hilarious because in my notes right now is. Jack is a piece of shit from this. <laughs> yep. Could have you could have said something. But uh whatevs. But he was shocked. He was he was taken aback. He's like, a nigger? <laughs> like he didn't want to say it. Like, but it was just weird. I have friends like that. I, I can't know. I work with people. I mean, I don't work with them, but I, I work with them. Nice. So Wendy um is trying to devise how to get the fuck out of this. She's her common sense is kicking in, right? Mm. And uh we're getting red rum finally from uh <laughs> Yeah. From Tony. Now, technically, I don't think this is from Tony. What I think is happening is, uh, in my opinion, the intent for murder is in the air now. Right. And that's him just receiving the signal, and that's why it's backwards, because it's not his thoughts. Yeah. I buy that. I, know, I, I totally think, like, Danny's completely... Danny's... He's checked with, out at this point, right? He, with yeah, Danny's with Dick way over there in Miami, like, right? And just Tony's Tony. just running. The, yeah, Tony's just running the body until Danny gets back, and like it's literally just all like Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance, and I'm like, what the shit's going on, yeah, bro? It's terrifying. I mean, he. I mean, the kid was terrifying as fuck. Yeah. The reason, the reason I believe the, uh, I think it was a signal. Is because like when he like does the crucial red rum where he's like writing it on the door, he writes on the door that's about to get axed up. But there was like there's another scene before this, right? No, no, I'm just I'm just echoing. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm trying to like solidify like why why I think it's a, it's a signal coming from Jack that he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. repeating because he literally there was no reason for him to write it on the door that gets hacked up. No, no, no. I'm I'm totally Tony is the only is like the good guy in this whole thing. Literally, exactly. like. Tony's the G, because Tony told him, I don't want to go to the hotel. Why do you want to go to the hotel? I don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you why. Here's why. Right. And it's like, seizure. <laughs> it's like, now the kid doesn't want to go. But it's right. too late. He's a kid. So, okay. So, with all this bullshit happening, um, Jack hears the CB radio. He kills it. Yep. Uh, and this is where we get the long, you know, dick coming back to Colorado bullshit, right? Yeah. So... Danny's still MIA, and Wendy is like officially gonna make moves for escape. So she grabs a bat because she doesn't trust uh, Jack right now because Jack's on some other shit. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get this amazing scene with the uh, typewriter. Now, guess what? Okay, go. Not in the book. What? This whole sequence. This whole. Okay. Work no play. That's- that's fair because I was watching this and I was thinking, you know, The Simpsons was actually a little bit better than this one. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> just a little because I like, I just like the fact that like the the wording, like, oh, that's weird and it's creepy and it's intensifying and it's bringing that mood. But when, when Marge walks up to the typewriter and she sees everything is fine and he's like, oh, okay. And then like all the lights change and it's just those same words written on all the walls and shit. And I was like, that was that cool. would be terrifying. No, no, no. That was that was actually yeah. You're right. <laughs> and the fact that he comes out of nowhere is like, hey, all I need is a title. <laughs> I, 
I mean, but they were building on what was already awesome. I know they were building on that on this scene, but I was just like, I don't know. I like the scene was a little but, bit better. But the nuance of somebody had to actually physically type this shit. It was a second. Yeah, that would like, been a pain. Yeah, this like, bitch oh went through God. a lot, and then like you, you could tell when she got bored because it was like it wasn't like the same type of bullshit each time. The no. fact that some were in stanzas, some were in like poem form, it was. Terrible. Some were in script writing form and some were like in triangles and like what was the name of that bullshit ass book in college the MLA format like somebody just she just went through yeah. the entire book of MLA format typing in this fucking phrase and it, I'm sorry that fucked me up but like I uh I was laughing because I actually caught cinema scenes where they're saying like so what if she got to the last page and it was the actual story she was like oh okay he's fine yeah <laughs> oh that's a, and if that's how you get a masterpiece novel written, I'll totally do that. 400 pages of the same fucking sentence. He's like, why is she still flipping like she's like, like yeah. it's going to get to the actual story. Which is but it doesn't matter. It's a great scene. Him fucking walking up to her. Yeah. Like love of my life. Like just yeah. woo, ready to fuck her up. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. He, his health might be at stake. <laughs> Like you didn't let me finish. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I was like, oh boy, oh boy. Give me the bat, <laughs> Wendy. 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 Like, like, Wendy. Wendy does what the fuck she's supposed to. Almost, she clobbers him, and he goes down the stairs hard, and he fucks his ankle up. That's important. Clobbers, clobbers of stretch. No, it's you, barely, if you barely hit, a donk. If you hit a human being in the head with a bat, you're automatically clobbering somebody. Fuck off. It's a clobber. I guess so. But it's it wasn't it was like whack-a-mole time. It wasn't like full on, you know, World Series swing. It was dink. <laughs> That's all you need. And she had she had the higher ground. Anakin's true. Yeah. And I feel oh, like Oh, Dr. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. I have the high ground, Dad. <laughs> Man. I want that now. If that doesn't happen, fuck this movie. <laughs> Made my fucking day. But um, he t- he comes tumbling the fuck down, right? Right. And yeah, she should have continued to bash his head into nothingness. She should have went full Negan. Should have happened, but she didn't because she still loves this man. Yeah. And that's why it had to be this version of Wendy because book Wendy would have been like, time to finish it. But book Wendy got her shit fucked up she didn't die but he went full donkey kong power up with the hammer on her and broke her back and like another appendage she fucked her up yeah fucked her up good and plenty so instead he gets put into the food storage unit and um she, she barely gets him in yeah barely makes it but she does right and she's like we're gonna leave I'm leaving here and then I'll get a doctor. She didn't get, she, she wasn't dumb. She didn't open it back up. She did everything right. Yeah. Except not earlier. That was the only thing. She like, murdered him. Right. But she loved him. So whatever. You, that's your character arc. Stephen King hated it because he said uh, that she's, it's the most misogynistic character ever put on film. Mm, almost. I would have yeah. said yeah until I saw Fantastic Four. Yeah. Why does he want to fake me? Why won't you bang me? <laughs> so. <laughs> At least, at least, you know, she had other priorities, regardless. 
Right. Her son was more important than, than getting the dick, so I'll, I'll give her that. So they're trying to get the fuck out of there, right? Right. And he's like, uh, oh, well, huh. go ahead, take a look. <laughs> like, see, yeah. see what I did, bitch. He murdered the snow cat. No. No. And the radio. And, and so now the they're radio. stuck. So now they are trapped in this death cabin. Um, But luckily, your boy Dick's on the way, so it's no big deal. But we get some hard confirmation that shit is crazy and it's not in his fucking head. Even though... For all anyone paying attention, to every, every time Jack's near a mirror, there is a ghost. But it also makes you feel like it's all in Jack's head, right? Wrong. Because right. somehow, someway, that fucking storage unit was opened the fuck up. It's a fucking, because the whole goddamn hotel is a demon. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Grady was holding him the whole time. Like, uh, I, guess, yeah, I guess you can't do it, huh? I guess, you, I guess you're not up to snuff. Give me a chance to prove myself, Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, me and the other ghouls think uh, you might need to get this thing going a little bit faster. <laughs> think you're too t- chicken shit to do it. You don't have the stones to nice. kill your wife. <laughs> nice. What's funny is, he, you know, he gets an axe because it's real. And I appreciate the uh, limp. It's so necessary. It's so necessary. That limp is so necessary. God damn. It really is. Oh, it's so cool. Like, just... Seeing him in motion is like, damn, I wish, to, I, I mean, I'm glad they didn't try to make that like a content, you know what I mean? Like a thing. Yeah. Like a horror movie thing where just limping ass Jack, it'd be whack. They, they, they would have ruined it. But it's so dope. It's so iconic. And um, goddamn fucking Dick Hollering shows up after all of this meticulous filming of him getting to the destination. He walks 20 steps into the building. Well, I mean, like, so before all this happens, before we get to Dick, Jack displays his incredible axe abilities. The real Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's right. Holy fuck. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Super important. Dear God. I was just so sad about Scatman. But yeah, he fucking, um, he, he flies through that door. He does. Great idea from uh, Kubrick to follow the axe because it awesome. made it made the impact look even crazier. But yeah, he he flew through the door so hard they had to, they had to build a stronger prop door. Yeah, because he was what was he like a volunteer firefighter or some shit? He was a volunteer firefighter before he was an actor, and so he actually knows how to break through doors with an axe. Yeah, really good, really fucking good. <laughs> and so all the prop doors they gave him, he chopped into bits because <laughs> he's a fucking badass. He's the beast. Goddamn Jack Nicholson. Um, but yeah, uh, we get the iconic, here's Johnny. Yeah. And then knife to the hand. Shelly losing her shit. Losing her shit. I feel like she's actively going insane like at this moment. Because this bitch, this poor broad, was like fucked with so hard by Stanley Kubrick. She was actually losing hair. Jesus. That's too much. Breaking bro. her. Where's the aftercare in all this? Like, I, I, I get punishing people, but you, if you're going to do that, you let, let them know. It's 1980. <laughs> Ain't no aftercare. Well, a massage is all she probably got out of it. It's like, it needs to be like, okay, everyone, stop. All right, everyone, let's surround Shelly and give her a hug. Thank you, Shelly, for all that you've done. I'm, I really no. appreciate it. I'm very sorry for no, the, par- the terrible motherfucking guy I am. Not only did he <laughs> shit all over, he told no one to help. He's like, don't indulge her. Don't you fucking help her. Make sure she suffers for this. 
It worked because uh, even though she had that goofy ass fake knife in her hand, I yeah. was feeling for her, bro. Yeah, so, yeah, Scatman catches in the chest. He dies right immediately. Yeah, like all that. For, I mean, all that build up. For he nothing. traveled two thousand miles to get stabbed in the chest for nothing, dude. Like not even a tussle. It was just he didn't even like he didn't even get to use his shining. <laughs> no. No, he just he I was, was kind of hoping like there would be like a he's a master wizard like throws Jack with his telekinesis and is like you will not pass. That be <laughs> okay. I had to catch myself. I was about to start dying. I was about to start dying. I was about to start actively dying. That was I wasn't ready. Fuck you. Oh, fly you fools and catches it. Fly you fools catches it right in the chest at that moment. I, I'll be fine with that. Yeah. As a gaping hole, hey, like, he Eddie, hits him right now. You like ice cream. <laughs> God, he hits him square in the heart. Yeah. So, as this happens, and Jack uh, is now chasing his son Danny to chop him up into pieces, Winnie's getting the full haunted house treatment. Yeah. We got people in <laughs> suits blowing dudes with but their ass it's out. undercut, though. It's so undercut because all the, while she's running around, like, seeing furries getting like getting the right the rectal treatment and seeing like bloody like butlers and shit and pools of like giant waves of red blood from elevators she's running like a muppet and it really fucking like undercuts the whole shit like she runs like kermit the frog she scares me though like she she was looking terrifying to me like i was more scared of her than what she was seeing like yeah she was was like borderline dead asian lady territory like she was looking like the grudge it's like she it's was fine. Fucked. It's fine if Barf and the and Captain Hulahan want to blow each other in that room. Who cares? Wow. Like just move on. Just get away wow. from Shelly. <laughs> so somebody did some deep analysis on the whole bear blowing uh, the guy thing, right? And uh, <sighs> they were trying to like, cause something like bear imagery was used twice. Like it was a uh, Danny's pillow when he was being checked on by the shitty ass doctor. Right. And like, uh, yada, yada, yada. Cause like he was like, he broke down the bear's eye because the bear eye is actually misshapen. It was cut to, it was in a similar shape as the elevator, uh, marker thing I talked about earlier. Oh, and shit. And if you look at the shining, uh, the shining poster, like the one where it's like the, the, like a weird, creepy ass face looking at you screaming or right. like upset. Uh, he was saying that the the face could either be misinterpreted as a teddy bear or a child, but they both have the eyes are in the same shape as the elevator doors. Jesus, they do, they dive deep in this movie. They, I mean, the movie been out for for years, so why not? But also, uh, what he was trying to say is that the uh, he was trying to allude that maybe he was sexually assaulted by Jack. I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't get to finish the video. I was like, meow. I, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. If any, I get. I get abused. I don't get a like. I don't get not, not sexually. He wasn't molested. No. But um, I get Jack being a dick, but not that kind of dick. Yeah. What I what I what I got from the blowjob, the random ass blowjob, is just that. Hey, the party is like spreading, like from the gold yeah. room, and it just niggas was just fucking furries over there in 1912. They were ahead of their time. Right. It was. They had a secluded area that no one could get to for like months at a time, and it's just like we're gonna have the weirdest sex orgies ever here. Unless this is a cover-up for Bohemian Grove, and they're connected to the fake moon landing. It's all fucking out there. Anyway, moving on. 
I buy crazy sex orgies before I buy Moonland. <laughs> Why not both? Uh, both. Uh, but yeah, whatever, man. Just Wendy's losing it because shit's crazy, and then like Jack is chasing his uh, this boy in his hedge maze, but Danny gets a little clever and literally covers his tracks. Literally, like literally covers his tracks. He backtracks, covers his tracks, hides, and Jack fully loses him, and now he's fucked because he ran out there. With just a basic coat when it is like super cold out there. I don't know what the hell. How the hell did Jack freeze before Danny did? Because that don't make no damn sense. Hey man, you shut your fucking mouth. Well, <laughs> maybe his constitution's weaker because he's at, he has a full on concussion. Or like the he's literally dying because the demon inside of him it can't survive inside of a human that long. Eh, sure. Sure. Fine. Why not? Die. Okay. So. <laughs> So, yeah, like, he, <laughs> Danny escapes. He catches up with Wendy, who's... Wendy is just a mess. She's just happy to see her son. They get in the fucking snowcat, and they get the fuck out, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jack just... Like John Betrayal and Punisher, just... <laughs> <laughs> and, um, excellent smash cut. Because he, like, sits down, and he's like, dead. <laughs> It's terrifying, cause he, you you see the moment where his brain just shuts the fuck down. He just yeah. his last that was the last noise he made was just, dead, <laughs> fucking dead, dead as fuck. And then we cut to the controversial photo of him there, as if maybe the thing swallowed his soul. I think it took it just took his soul, like uh like the day of Grady, cause Grady doesn't and. When he was in uh, NPC mode, mm-hmm. he didn't realize who the fuck he was until like Jack kept talking to him, and then he became self-aware of who he was, and then told him to be, you know, to do what he does to be. In- in- so basically, I feel like the next person that comes, Jack will be waiting for that person. Yeah, that would be awesome. Or like the like they'll they'll update it so that there's a new guy and then another guy and like a few people before they like you know, all right let's shut this whole fucking place down because people keep murdering each other here right either yeah. that or or it is what you said that like uh you know he had a connection to an ancestor who was super racist back then but it was yep. ni- it was 1912 so they were all super racist back then yeah everyone was for Christ's sake but um yeah that's in the goddamn that. movie man um yeah there's a there's so many things. I just have to recommend go watch Room Two Thirty Seven because like it's it's a blast and I I they dedicated the entire movie to just like all the conspiracy theories, but mainly the moon landing they focused on the most and it was That's almost cool. convincing. I I don't understand why people want to like poo poo on that. Either way, I love this movie. Yeah, it's a good fucking movie because like only this movie will ramp up. And like literally whoop your ass for 40 fucking solid minutes. And I love it. Cause like once he's like, once she sees the pages and shit goes ape shit, it's literally 44 minutes of just that. Like awesome. Thank you. Like the, it, the a long, slow buildup. But then we get like almost an hour worth of like payoff. I'm down with it. Yeah, that's fair. But you did scam was- dirty, man. He did him dirty. Nigga just showed up just to get. He basically just brought him a snowcat. That was it. That was his job to get them out. He saved the day ish. Ish. 
He was better off just honking the fucking horn outside. My sacrifice. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, guys. It's tally time. Let's find out how many people. Oh, man. <laughs> how many people were horribly murdered in this film? Let's talk about a body count. God damn it. Got it too. Yeah, Jack and just two. Jack and Dick. Jack and yeah, Jack and Dick. Jack and Dick. <laughs> Jack and Dick all day long. Speaking of which, let's find out our favorite uh, subject: the nudity. Let's get skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I just wanna see a little feet. Just show me that boy. Check this out, guys. So, because we have gross old woman, naked, that counts. Uh, hot chick who became gross, she counts. That's two naked bodies. And good old Sheba and who, what the fuck was the name of the other one you made up? Nymeria. Nymeria. <laughs> Both of them was butt-ass naked. It's photos, but I count it. And, uh, oh, dude, the reason they brought up um, the whole, like, Danny possibly getting being sexually assaulted, he said mm-hmm. that because your boy uh, Jack was holding a Playgirl magazine right before he had to do the interview. Playgirl, not Playboy. Huh. Weird. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. And um, the guy zoomed in on the act. He actually had, like, it was an actual copy of the book. And like they showed a big graphic of it, and like uh, incest was one of those subjects. Okay, there's a lot. It's too many layers. It's too many different avenues to go. A lot of things going on there. And Stanley Cooper's dead, so we can't really ask him about anything. He probably wouldn't tell us, bastard. Nah, he's like, I I gotta keep my secrets from the administration. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right, with that, guys. It's final verdict time. Knee pads or slippers? What that means, if we truly enjoy this movie, we get a maximum of two knee pads. Fall into the worship position, given the movie is just due. Or, if we think this movie is a hot, steaming bowl of ass poutine, we give it a maximum of two <laughs> two hater slippers where we slide them on and just uh, watch people get snatched up and do nothing about it. Randy Randy Savage, knee pads or slippers, ass poutine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, this sounds gross when you say it like that. Uh, um, so I'm gonna go ahead and give this uh one knee pad for prosperity. Whoa. Yeah. Solo it, uno. Por qué? It was kind of a chore to watch this movie. It was creepy, no oh, doubt. Cunts. It was a chore though. Just like, uh just, taking notes was a chore. Yeah. Yeah, taking notes was a chore, but it's like an hour. I I don't like. I don't like the tease to the long to the long payoff at the end. I just like, I, I like the if you're gonna do the jump scares, do the jump scares all the way through, do the whole thing. But like, I don't want to like tease all the way up until we have murderous psychopath towards the end. It's like okay, nah. The movie's a classic. Two knee pads, you go fuck yourself. Nah, you know what you're talking I'm about, okay man. It's a classic. It's it's a, it's a well shot. Uh, I mean it's a long ass movie. Don't get it twisted. 
That's true. But at least you gave me 44 minutes of like just like real to real. Oh shit. Oh shit's popping off. It, it got a little um it did get a little spook house at the end with all that random shit popping off, but whatever. Yep. The place was imploding on itself. Uh oh fuck. I'm gonna talk about our uh Joe Grizzly. Shit. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Real quick, who's our Joe Grizzly? Who you got? I got Tony. Tony's Joe Grizzly. Nice, nice. I got to give it to Scatman Crothers because he tried so hard. He tried. He really did. He tried so hard. If he was like in state, they'd have been. He would have saved everybody. If he had brought someone with him, he probably would have saved a lot more people. True, but he's a lonely man. Also, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with Doctor Sleep because he lived in that book. So just, I don't know. I'm sure he's like there was another. Unless he's gonna be the scat man. Yeah. Whatever. Uh but yeah, that's uh that's it. We did it guys. Uh boo Randy <clears throat> for having Sorry. an independent thought. <laughs> How dare I? How dare you not be a sheep like me? I'm just like, yeah, it's a classic. Now you know. It's I, okay. I, I should give it one knee pad for the random nigga because I, I forgot all about that. Yep. It's a borderline two knee pad. Too. Borderline two knee pad. Borderline two. two. Nah, it's, it's getting the one. It's getting one for sure. It's a solid one. I was like, I was still enjoying it. I'm still watching it. I think other people should watch it too. I'm I'm not, I'm definitely not going to watch it again without having it like, no. I don't, I don't have two and a half hours again to give to this movie fair totally fair all right guys with that we will bid you adieu i think we're doing um it's a we're doing no we're doing oh god we're doing charlie's angels oh fuck from the year 2000 boo uh, we'll see y'all next week well lucy lou's hot and cameron diaz I mean, even even Drew Barrymore was hot in this one. But yeah, true too. Still, wire flew inbound. Here we here we go. Oh, also check out our Terminator Dark Dark Fate episode on Patreon. We're about to do it right now. So, Patreon, thank Yay. you. Shout out everyone. Awesome. <laughs> Bye.